This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Folks, let's welcome Jeff Thompson in for our woodworker segment. Hi, I'm Jeff Thompson. Let's talk wood. Practical woodworking from a blindness perspective. It's not, can I do it? It's, how can I do it? Now let's get started. You betcha, Jeff, pal. Thank you for being with us. Welcome back. Uh, You do any of these parties by Zoom, Jeff, at all? Or are you the in-person person? I'm the uh, in-person person. Yeah. I struggle with the idea of a party unless I'm just being a fly on the wall and wanting to be nosy and just listen in for whatever reason that could be. I, I, I have to go in person, say hi, and that. The only thing is my time usually is very limited. I'll just like, you know, after an hour and a half, well, oh, geez, i got to go. Though? It's the same almost for everything, mm-hmm. it seems, post-pandemic. Um, yeah, that's the kind of thing, Jeff. I can see you coming in. Are you a long lingerer at a party, the last one to leave or the first one out the door? At the appropriate time. Uh, depends on the depends on the party. You mentioned fly on the wall, fly off the wall. A fly just showed up here and oh. it's buzzing around, bouncing off the oh. windows. And oh. a, a visually impaired guy with a fly swatter is not a fun thing. Oh <laughs> my gosh! I I hate when you hear them hit something and you just hear that body slap up against it. It's like <laughs> you know. It's one thing to hear the yeah. buzzing in the air, but when you actually hear the. He's like, oh, it it's takes the doing skin it right now. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but but as a person who's blind, what a way to find him! Yeah, come on, and then see yeah. if he throws you out, sir. Uh, let's take your let's let's distract you a little bit. Let's start with miter saws. Miter saws. It's one of the most handiest tools, and I would say it's one of the affordable tools if you want to get started on it. And it's pretty accessible. There's three types of miter saws. Uh, Kelly, you might remember the chop saw. Yep. It just basically cuts lengths of boards. And that's that was a popular tool for many years. And, you know, it put a stationary position for the circuit, uh, circular saw, the handheld one. But yes. this was stationary. Yep. And then they started in by beveling. So you could tilt them left or right probably with the first ones, just one direction. So you could cut 45 degree angles for trim work. And a lot of trimmers use them specifically. Then they expanded and they did a compound uh, saw. So Mm -hmm. not only could you bevel it, but now you could angle it left or right. And that that was uh, quite a big feature for people to do multiple types of cuts that you could do on it. And now they have what they call a dual compound miter slide chop saw. Wow. <laughs> um, Good grief. Sounds like something in a I kitchen. Know. Yeah, yeah. Hard <laughs> to get like that on the there. God. Okay. But how do you for for yourself well, have it? How do you how do you kind of set it and everything like that? How accessible? How you know, like in the sense of, I mean, like you say, it's it's so wonderfully multi-purpose. Even one of the other ones that you previous, like previous incarnations, uh, uh, incar- say it for me there. Well, versions. Well, one of the <laughs> incarnations. Uh, yes, thank okay. you. Uh-huh. It wouldn't come out. <laughs> I, I felt I needed another syllable. Right. Um, you know, even one of the other versions of it. Uh, how would you? How did you find working them, Jeff? Well, what's really nice is if you if you cut a board with it, and then you flip it to the other side, 
it should be straight again. So that's one way of checking to see if you're straight. But if you release the blade and go at an angle, they have these detents that like a, like a ball bearing and a spring, it mm -hmm. locks into certain spots as you go. Yes. And if you're used, going to use IRA or any other type of device or something, you could at start starting when you first get it, find out what those detents are. You're going to have 22 and a half. You're going to have 45. You're going to have 30 up to about 45 and maybe a little past that. But the detents are specifically what typically we're using most of the time. 45, 22 and a half, which is half of 45, uh, 30, which will give you a 30 and a 60 in a sense. And then if you're going to tilt it, you know, uh, vertically at a tilt, they have these pins each saw manufacturer does different types of things, but you pull a pin and it'll drop and it'll hit that pin and that'll be at 45 or at another setting. But once you got those down, you just, it's automatic. You just kind of go to those things. I click over three spots. I'm at 30. If I go four, I'm at 45. So, you know, you get used to the machine once you use it a little bit and it's nice that it locks into those mm -hmm. positions. Um, is there anything you want to say on like actually cutting the the depth and things like that? How do we, from one of these uh, versions to the other of these tools, does it actually make a difference for helpfulness, for usefulness, for ease? Um, or, you know, are you just upgrading as you go? Well, some people have two of these machines because they do type of work where one is used specifically for this type of stuff. Yeah. The others is used for another one. Um, oh no, is it one of these answers you... where everything is useful for something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at, when you mention the depth, the neat thing about a miter saw is typically you're going to pull all the way forward. Then you're going to go down and push and cut the board. Mm -hmm. So the, the safety is good. If you get your body position, always right. right. I always, always put my right shoulder right in front of the blade. So I'm pulling directly on there and everything else uh, is away from it. I'm holding it and everything. And when you talk about depth, the neat thing about a miter saw, if you don't have the capable, a table saw, you can do dado cuts on there and it's I I was dado. The word wrong. I said yeah. dado before the break. Uh-huh. But I knew what you're talking about. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. So if you set the depth so you don't cut all the way through the board, then you just le left a groove in there. Something you could roll a coin in or something like that. But if you do a series of these, you could start getting wider and wider. And that's called a dado. Like you would uh, say you put a board on each side, right and left, and had a dado on each side. You could slide a shelf right in those grooves. That's one use of a dado. Or on the bottom of a breadboard that you pull out of a cabinet, you feel that finger groove. That's usually a dado blade raised up and then lowered down again. So it give you a groove in there. So dados are really handy. They save a lot of time. But on a miter saw, you can do some dado cuts on it by moving one eighth at a time, inch at a time across. It takes a lot of cuts. And that's where a dado comes in. Wow. Talk about the handiness of it because of what you're, you know, trying to do. And especially as you work, you work on a bunch of it, right? Like if you're doing that and you need that much. Um, 
I want to talk about something that you, you, you kind of hear related to this too, a stack. Um, what does it look like? Dados is, is a stack, like right. a stack of so, pancakes. Right. You know, boom, boom, boom. Now we're all hungry, right? Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So if you, if you tilt that, those pancakes up before you put the syrup on, but the dados are a stack of blades that are on the arbor, and the first one cuts on this edge. Then there's what they call chippers that go in between them. So if you have each one's about an eighth of an inch, so as you go up, eight of them would be a full inch. So depending right. on how wide of groove you want to do is how many chippers you put in the middle, thus putting on the last one, then on the table saw. Then you set your height by raising it up and make your cut, and then you can cut a, a nice good path right through there without going all the way through so that can be used for oh any lot lots of different types of things in woodworking where you're making joinery and stuff like that so mm. i use it on the gumball machines where the pull stick pulls through that's used on a dado and that's pretty tricky and i just used one on making a post for a railing on a deck where it has to straddle a two by ten it has to straddle so i had it straddle it by making a dado cut out and it slid right onto it and then you screwed it on there and it gives it a lot more support and that more sturdiness the other thing about angles is we can talk about this when we talk about talking devices they make these angle blocks that talk and you set it on the blade and if you tilt your blade it'll give you voice readout that'll say wow. 20 21 22 20 it's pretty accurate too so when you're going to slide that post, you want to make sure, obviously, you've got that exact width for that. Um, do yeah. you make that slot, that swath that you cut, do you make it yes. a millibit, like how much bigger than what you need for where it's sliding across? And, or and do you put anything, is there something friendly to the wood that in the case of this, whether whether it's weathering because of the expanding, because of sliding it off, whatever things would also complement that? Well, the neat thing about the dado blades is it comes with these little pieces of metal disc that you can put between the blades and then you can increase it by just a scotch a scotch is very tiny just like a, a little like a, bit like a dash like just a dash yeah, yeah. just a dash and uh, you know you make it a little thicker and depending on if you're outside or inside if it's inside this type of thing you won't have to make so much move but you can make it as tight as you want and you know then if you test it out and it's not bring it back on there but the big thing about when you're doing this is you want a good miter you want a good grip you want to know exactly where it's cutting and I use two click rulers. Those are the accessible measuring devices. Mm -hmm. I set it where my first cut is going to get and to my last one. And when I get close to that, I'm measuring every time, even though it takes a lot more time because you got to shut the machine off, wait for it to stop, safety first, and measure and check. Because if you cut too much. Yeah. It's pointless. You've ruined the project. Mm. Yep. That part of the project for sure. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Jeff. How long did it take you, Jeff, to kind of... Uh, and what she wants, so Jeff, know, is how like, many mistakes did it take yeah, for you to decide? But I, not really. <laughs> it's more like how many projects do you have, did you take part in or types of projects to differentiate between, you know, like all the different tools um, that we mentioned today and kind of know this is what's ideal for this situation? 
Well, when you're making stuff and uh, you 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 get in these groups, like we mentioned, the WW4B Woodworkers for the Blind group, mm-hmm. and that's WW4B.org. You can listen to what they're doing and observe what they're doing. And we get together like once a year and we chit chat about things and we're doing tonight, we're doing something on making jigs and stuff like that. So Mm. this is an area where all of a sudden you get, Oh, wow, I've been doing this and it's really hard to do. Mm. (laughs) And all of a sudden you hear about dado blades and it's like, Oh, wow, you did that in 20 minutes. It takes me an hour. And so you save your money and invest. But, you know, like we said, we don't want to go out and buy all these tools that, from a list and wonder how we're going to use them. It's eventually you'll build up and you might want to get another tool. And, you know, it's they're, they're not cheap all the time, but they're very practical when you're talking about time and safety and, you know, the projects that you're diving into. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stitch in time saves you that dime. There you go. <laughs> Jeff, thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Always wonderful to talk woodworking with you as we do every month here on the program. Uh, We do this on the fourth Tuesday of the month. Take it easy, pal. Take care, you guys. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.